Welcome to the Heavenly Health Podcast, a lifestyle medicine show that combines integrative nutrition with sustainability and yogic wisdom to help the collective on the humanitarian path towards co-creating heaven on earth from the inside out. Join me, your host, Avon Heavenly, certified health coach and yoga teacher to help support you on your health and wellness journey. We will focus on unlearning the conditioning of the old paradigms of the health industry while creating new, inclusive, ethical, and evidence-based discussions on all the pillars of health, including physical, mental, social, environment, financial, and spiritual. Because health is so much more than a number on a scale or the food on your plate, and we all have the divine right to experience well-being. So let this be a space for you to create your own version of heavenly health. This episode is dedicated to my health coaching clients. For those who live fast-paced lifestyles, who perform at a high level, those who believe they are doing the best things they can to invest in their health, but still feel exhausted and have no energy and feel they have imbalanced hormones and gut issues. I recently came across a client who we will be chatting with today who recovered from grand mal seizures and burnout by shifting her nutrition and mindset to recover her metabolic health. She now resides in Hawaii and runs a wellness retreat center and successful coaching practice. She has her own conclusion on how mindset of being versus a mindset of doing affects our metabolic health immensely since our metabolism is our main energy system that either drives us to lead thriving lives from a full tank of energy or leaves us feeling run down, ragged, and burnt out and eventually leads to the onset of disease. Welcome to the Heavenly Health Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will be interviewing Tara Proct. She is the metabolic therapist, as well as a yoga teacher trainer and certified functional nutritionist. So today we're gonna be talking to someone who really has had these experiences with figuring out her perception on reality and how that pertains to lifestyle factors, habits, behaviors, mindsets that really lead into our physical, you know, well-being in terms of metabolic health overall. So, let's talk to Tara and let her tell us how she got here on her journey and figured out solutions to burnout and recovering from these types of lifestyles and eating styles that really didn't let her live her thriving uh, version of heavenly health. So I'll go ahead and let you take it away, Tara. Mahalo Nui. Thank you so much for having me here, Avon. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us, what's your background and how did you get here? Thank you. Thank you for asking. Avon, I, I woke up and I was in a hospital on Kauai. I had just left the big island. It was my first step off where I had stretched myself so thinly. I had given my heart and soul to a 10 year project where I was building what I now call my new age American dream. My partner at the time and I, we had left California and we we moved to Hawaii and got 44 acres where we were going to create a retreat center and return to the land and create community experiences where people could come and you know eat you know farm to table cuisine and have community lifestyle experiences and it all sounded so wonderful and it and it was in in a lot of ways and after about 8 years I found myself you know working 100 plus hours a week. Um, I had been a long-term vegan. I was a right-wing vegan. Uh, this is the way, this is how it's supposed to be. And with all of the stress 
and the responsibilities as well as like a deteriorating relationship, I had, you know, I was, I was beyond chronic overwhelm mm. and I went to sleep and I woke up in the hospital and I'd had grand mal seizures. Wow. Yeah. The kind where you like bite the tongue and the body, you know, freaks out. I don't remember it, but it was scary. And I woke up and my head was throbbing. I was scared. I felt alone. And I was faced with a choice. I could take the doctor's orders. And, you know, now that I had been like diagnosed with adult onset epilepsy, what is that? Wow. And they wanted to give me anti-epileptic drugs. I could either do that or I could follow my North Star. You know, my greatest teachings that I learned from my, my long chapter of being a vegan was how to utilize food as medicine mm -hmm. and how less is actually more. And I'm so honored to be here with you because, you know, at Heavenly Health and also with OWL, you know, how, how bone broth actually became like my medicine. And it was really challenging for me. I had to make peace with the food chain. And here I was, you know, we had a farm with, you know, ducks that were creating eggs and I knew what they were eating. And I could talk to the farmer down the street about the name of the cattle. And, you know, the woman was making the bone broth. And I, I just, I remember, I'll always remember that first sip. And when I, when I drank it, it just felt so nourishing. And I was like, wow, no amount of kale salad has ever nourished me <laughs> that degree. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was the beginning. It was, it was, a, it was a sh the beginning of me like slowing down, really tuning in to listening to my body. Right. Is this organic best ever food? How, how does it, how does it feel when I take it in after I take it in? How do I, how am I strengthened and energized or how am I depleted or anxious? So I was forced to slow down and take a look at this. And it was through this journey, I chose to not take the medication. And the doctor said, well, you know, there's this diet, but it's really hard. And I said, doc, I don't think you've met me. <laughs> I don't think you know me. You know, let me at them. Give me a chance. And so began my journey on being fat fueled. And out of, it was out of necessity to deal with this new and strange experience, but slowing down and really like nourishing my body with bone broth, animal fats, um, you know, ancestral style foods mm -hmm. that actually feed the brain, nourish the brain and actually relieve the stress on the digestive system. I found myself like in a whole new place wow. of clarity of energy and I, I, I knew that I had to share this with others. So this began my passion. I, I ended up leaving the retreat center. It's, it's there. It's still moving. It's still doing its thing. I feel so grateful that my baby is walking and sharing with others. And I'm now in a place where I get to do coaching and it's less on providing the whole hospitality experience and more on 
helping people to revise their mindsets, revise their pantries, revise their choices and habits, but rather than all of the doing, you know, like what I call like the goal line, what are we going after? How are we being in our lives? How are we being with ourselves? How are we being with the issues? And I call this soul work. Mm -hmm. So as I work with my clients around, you know, how they're being with themselves and I've, I've got to, I've had to, I get to do this work with myself day in and day out. And it's, it's changed everything. It's really slowed down and brought in a, a level of confidence and self-connection because our inner wisdom mm -hmm. is, is our compass. Yeah. And then so through, through yoga, and I remember my, one of my first yoga teachers was talking about doing a fast or a cleanse. And I just couldn't wrap my head around it. What? You don't eat for how many days? I don't understand. And she would do this for spiritual connection. Yeah. <laughs> and I finally gave myself permission to give it a try. And I loved it. I remember on like day seven, I was doing um, fortified nourishing liquid. So it wasn't like a water fast or anything. Mm -hmm. And in that, so I was still nourishing, but I felt clean. I felt less distracted. I felt connected to my core as well yeah. as to my higher self. And I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. So fast forward. And that's when I, you know, that's when I became, you know, I went into like raw veganism and I was in Southern California in the like Venice beach, <laughs> you know, lifestyle of like, you know, the raw vegan cuisine. And as, as I said, you know, I learned a lot about um, discernment saying, no, thank you. You know, asking for what I needed. I learned a lot, but over time, my brain, my body, my, my organs, my hormones weren't getting the necessary fats and um, fueling that, that the body needs. So I, you know, I, I, I now manage these seizures. I've had, I've had one seizure in the last two years and I do it through practicing a fat fueled lifestyle. I started out with Mark Sisson. Actually, I started out with like a medical grade ketogenic therapy mm. and then and then there, there's something under like metabolic therapies. It's called like a modified Atkins approach. Wow. And that allows for there to be like increased carbohydrates. So like a, a medical grade ketogenic therapy that helps to keep the brain from seizing. Um, it's, it's a low carbohydrate diet. And so I went full force into that and I had a lot of success. But then like the doctor said, like, oh, this can be challenging socially. And I was like, yeah, you know, and and so the modified Adkins approach, it allows for an increase in carbohydrates. So a low carbohydrate lifestyle is what I like to refer to it as, because finding the window for each of us, it, it's a unique window and a unique need. So I've learned to slow down listen to my body my yoga practice absolutely it's like tuning in to like the internal waters what do i need in various times of the month not only like where the moon is right. because the moon cycles impact the waters of my body mm -hmm. <laughs> the tides of my body you know but then also my own moon cycle where am i am i am i about to start bleeding am i ovulating like and, and what does my what does my body crave what does my body need how much more fats how much more rest might i need and that has been a that had been a challenge because we live in a very like scheduled structured lifestyle where you know who are we to reschedule <laughs> or, you know, you know, say like, yeah. I need to take a break, right? I need to take a nap. 
and not feel guilty about it. Oh my gosh. So yeah. No, I'd rather do that than having to, you know, have a seizure and then clear my calendar for the next week and a half. Oh, right. So for me, it was around like, I've got to do this for the sake of my health. But then in that, the the teacher that I've become, the mentor that I've become, not only to yoga teachers, new yoga teachers, um, but also like holistic professionals. I love to to lead and guide, you know, especially women that are, are growing in their professional service, tuning in to their heart's desires, as well as their health and ability to serve their families, their communities and their clientele. It's like, how might we first build our lifestyle that we want to live and then show up to be able to serve others. Because if we're serving from a place of ragged, which was me hmm. six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's not sustainable. So yeah. that's, that's how I've um, come to be in this path of like slowing down mindful awareness. Tara brings up an incredible point here. We are all not designed to operate the same. So certain types of people have more energy. According to human design, a generator can handle heavy workloads, but projectors can only handle about three to four hours of work a day because they're very efficient with their energy, but they don't have an innate energy source. And then you have manifesting generators and there's all types of energy types. So let's see what type Terra is. Human design, if you're familiar with that, you're giving me a lot of like projector energy with being such a guide and a coach. Am I right on that? Are you a projector? Yes. Of course yes. you are. <laughs> I love it. Great I'm, guess. A, I'm a projector as well. So mm-hmm. most projectors tend to be coaches or guides or teachers. So very cool to know kind of your design a little bit because that even helps clients with internal awareness, understanding their energy type, their design type, aura type how to use their energy in the world without burnout. A lot of projectors, they burn out really quickly within three to four hours. You know, that's our time frame where we can get a lot of things done in an efficient way. But mm-hmm. if we overwork and we work like 10, 12 hours a day, it's definitely gonna lead to this burnout, adrenal fatigue, and an imbalance in everything in our lives, hormones, gut, metabolic, you name it. So great to know that you have that background understanding of how to design your life in a way that works for you this whole being the just the mental space um, versus the doing and the physical what does that kind of look like would you say we're being when we're overwhelmed and agitated what does that look like in the physical body yeah what does burnout look like in the physical you know how are how are we being I, I take I often take a look at like how are we being and what are we doing Mm-hmm. Right. And so how are we being is often we're like an overwhelm. There's devices that are dinging and we've got to like respond quickly, you know, and, you know, it's, it's a very reactive lifestyle, right? We're distracted, mm-hmm. perfectionism, people pleasing, oh, yeah. um, more easily fall into our like victim mindset where we're complaining and blaming and why me, why me? Right. Um, there's a hard time with like keeping our word, whether that's to ourselves or to others. And there's, like you mentioned, there's overwhelm, there's like easily agitation, complaining. We're just being in this space of like, ugh. And then <laughs> what that what that looks like in the body is chronic stress, right? So chronic cortisol. Cortisol, we're in this uh, fight or flight, which is like, it's, it's actually the reptilian part of the brain. Uh, and 
it's in the back of the brain and it's 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 very very opposite from like when we're connected to our third eye and we're connected to our higher selves our our prefrontal cortex where we have like critical thinking skills and our ability to lift up out of um, out of a situation whereas when we're in this chronic fight or flight which is just modern lifestyle there's um, things that can happen. You know, one thing that can happen is it's it's called like a amygdala takeover. Mm-hmm. And that's in the back of the brain. And it's like where there's overwhelm and it's, we can't even lift up out to look at the future. It's like, it like takes over and we're stressed. And, and this might look like panic attacks, anxiety, waking up in the morning, fear-based, like, you know, these yeah. kinds of things. Um, they stress the body, they increase cortisol, which as you mentioned, like it, it leads to adrenal fatigue, it leads to like brain fog, the, the stress in itself can, you know, activate leaky gut, whereas leaky gut then means we're getting like food particles like that like leak out into the bloodstream <laughs> that cause cytokine inflammation the body's creating more mucus to protect itself. And this is like, you know, however many times a day we're eating, you know, if we're stress eating or just like kind of like chasing the cycle of, of food to help ground and get a little bit of a dopamine hit to feel some sense of normalcy. Mm. But the cycle, it's, um, it's the rat race. It's, it's, it's unsustainable. And, you know, like, like I said, the extreme, extreme side is it can lead to hospitalization. You know, I ended up in the hospital just over the last couple of weeks. I've been hearing from clients, various people that are like, oh, I'm having these blackouts where I'm not seeing things or I'm seeing spots. And it's like this yeah. too, it's showing up in migraines, headaches, um, you know, debilitation. People are like working hard and then they've got to sleep for three days. Yeah. Those kinds of things. So what I gathered from Tara during our talk is that she was on this pursuit of figuring out what was leading to this overwhelm and this burnout. And that led her to understanding it was lack of nourishment. Nourishment through her diet as well as nourishment through her lifestyle and her mentality that she was holding within being in a hustle type of busy go, go, go lifestyle that didn't work for her energy type. So once she got a hold of how to nourish herself metabolically and how to change her mindset, that changed everything within her metabolism and her body's response to stress. And figuring out this whole food nutrition transition from veganism to more nourishing foods for the brain, I just, yeah. I just love that you came to that conclusion. So why don't you go ahead and explain to us what you've kind of gathered about metabolic health, because I know you're the metabolic therapist. So let's break that down for the listeners. A lot of people don't really understand metabolism versus metabolic health. So maybe you can give us a 101 kind of explanation for us. Absolutely. Thanks so much. That's a great question, Mm -hmm. Avon. And so oftentimes, yeah, metabolism, people just think, oh, I have a fast metabolism. I'm skinny. You know, I can eat whatever I want. Oh, I have a slow metabolism. I'm gaining weight. My metabolism's slowing down. It's like, eh, there's so (laughs) much more going on, Mm -hmm. you know? So metabolic health is what's actually happening inside of each cell, you know, at the, at the ATP. And so for those that are more science minded, it's like ATP is the powerhouse of the cell. It's like where the energy happens and in a metabolically healthy person, we are creating energy and we're creating output and we're strong and we're vibrant. Whereas metabolic dysfunction, which 
you know, give thanks that science is catching up with this concept because they're finding that most modern diseases, obesity, diabetes, pre-diabetes, um, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, the um, neurodegenerative degenerative diseases, and I'm going to even put in their epilepsy or adult onset epilepsy yeah. as a metabolic dysfunction. And there's even, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, and there are doctors that are acknowledging that even cancer is like, it's, it's, it's growing in a metabolically dysfunctionate environment. All right. So it's when the cells aren't um, operating as designed. So here, you know, we have these incredible systems to, you know, ward off viruses and bacteria and pathogens. Um, and when we are chronically stressed, those, you know, um, immune systems are impacted. So over time, over time, you know, the breakdown of what's actually happening inside of the cells, it, they get, they get more inflamed, they get, you know, and they just like compound on each other, creating a ripe environment for disease. And each of us, it might show up uniquely in each of us, but what's happening in modern lifestyle because of a lot of the food supply and how, how we're running our day-to-day -day lifestyles with all of the screens and, yeah. and the connect, you know, not as connected to nature and the rhythms. Um, it's we're in that chronic cortisol state, that chronic for, fight or flight. So, you know, when we remove that and reconnect to our, our circadian rhythms. So just like the sun goes up and the sun goes down each day and we have cycles throughout the year, you know, as, as women, we understand our monthly cycle, but really how tuned in are we to our monthly cycle? But really tuning in to how our cycle, you know, when we have really heavy periods or really bad cramps, that's a sign also of metabolic dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And when we clean up our metabolic health when we when we make changes to our diet and lifestyle so that we're less chronically stressed and less chronically reactive then what happens is we have we have lighter cycles where we have more energy we have less brain fog and um, so the the metabolic health it's like what's happening inside of the cell it's either it's either healthy and, and functioning optimally or it's dysfunctionally and it's a and it's a, a prime environment for disease to grow. Exactly. Yeah. So it, lifestyle factors, it, lifestyle can be your own medicine or it can provoke disease. So it's you're right. either preventing or you're provoking. It's what I'm always right. telling people. So that is incredible to, to put. I like that. Yeah. Preventing and provoking, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, literally. And. You know, if you treat your whole lifestyle as a preventative, proactive, medicinal, you know, just life, you're not opening up the opportunity for a disease to, you know, proliferate in the body. I know this connects to insulin resistance as well. So what comes up within your practice that you would love to share with people about metabolic health so we just all understand it better? Oh, your, well, thank words. you. Well, because so similarly, when when the doctor said, you know, you can take these drugs that, you know, my I did the studies on them and I was like, well, they they work sometimes and there's all sorts of side effects. And I was like really scared of that. And it's like, well, OK, then let's let's change the fueling. And for, for my 
situation. Um, the, the ketogenic diet came out in the 1920s as um, recourse for seizure therapies. So what, what the science found was that when the brain switches from being um, primarily fueled on glucose, when it switches over to being fat fueled, then, then the brain is receiving ketones. When the body gets into a state of ketosis, the brain, the, there's like ketones in the bloodstream and that keeps the, the brain at a lower seizure threshold. So that was really important for me to come to understand so that I could keep seizures at bay, right? So I had to go full force into this. And this meant that I like really had to, to, to grow an awareness of like, oh, what, what, what is, you know, but I was eating all of the best organic vegan foods that there are. I had a private chef and, you know, we were, you know, eating all of the best and no, like what I really got to look at is like, I was in a pre-diabetic state. I was, you know, I had a, you know, a superfood cacao smoothie in the morning with a bunch of honey and superfoods, but it started off um, you know, spiking my blood sugar. And then every two hours I would have to like go and grab for something to keep, to keep my, um, sugars balanced mm -hmm. and to keep my energies leveled. And, you know, especially every afternoon I would go and grab for like a sweet cacao date treat. And, you know, it was all, or, you know, organic and vegan. It was supposed to be great, but it was, it was really, I was on this like crazy train of just trying to keep the cellular health functioning. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I switched from being glucose predominantly fueled to being fat fueled, you know, there was, um, you know, there was an adjustment, you know, my body was like, what's, what's happening here. But after about two weeks, everything settled in and I got into that same euphoria, that same like space that I mentioned around like my first fast, you know, the first time I ever did a fast that was, you know, suggested by my yoga teacher mm -hmm. and that like that, that, that um, euphoria, that like fasting high, it's actually being in ketosis. And so the, the, the blood is fueling the body in a whole different way. So that's a prime difference of, of shifting like glucose fueled, which is very much modern lifestyle of like grab and go convenience foods. You know, I don't have time to prepare my food. Let me just like, you know, tear it open. You, you know, oh, it says plant-based. It's, you know, it's good for me. I got it at Whole Foods. It's healthy, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. Yep. <laughs> too much alcohol, too much caffeine, you know, all of that like glucose right side, I want to call it like right wing, but you know, insulin, you know, what happens is the body, you know, each time we like take, take a bite of anything, you know, any, you know, say we take a bite of an apple, the, you know, we start like chewing it up and there's enzymes in the mouth that start to break it down. The food drops down into our esophagus. You know, here's a, here's a picture of the digestive system, which we all know so well from school. Well, I love Perfect. this one because it stretches out the small intestine hmm. and it just goes to show, you know, just how much space there is for things to get lodged, stuck, and then begin to, you know, pardon my language, but putrify mm -hmm. along the guts. Exactly. <laughs> and this is in our yeah. small intestine and then our large intestine, right? So for the listeners, Tara is actually showing us a visual of the uh, digestive tract. What is that, like 30 right. feet right there? Right, uh -huh. exactly, exactly. 
but you know typically like the small intestine is just so like bound up and you know what's happening more and more in modern lifestyle i'm hearing much more around people having SIBO, which is a yeast infection on the upper digestive tract that's in the um, the small intestine. And it can be really hard, or it can be challenging and require a lot of eliminating protocols to clear it out. Mm -hmm. um, same thing in the lower colon where, you know, women are getting lots of yeast infections and, it, and that, um, that impacts periods and so much more. But, you know, going back to, you know, so you eat the apple, break, you know, chew it up. And as it drops down into the stomach, the stomach is designed to be a, you know, really hot, high pH organ. So it's going to break down the food that we bring in and kill off any bacteria, pathogens, um, viruses. Like it's, it's designed to be hot. Well, again, with a lot of uh, modern lifestyle and stress, the, the pH is off in people's um, digestive system. And so they're experiencing a lot of heartburn, GERD, um, and then just putting, you know, over the counter like Tums and such, which actually cause more problems to the stomach. So that's an issue. But then, you know, so the, the food, you know, drops down into the small intestine where then the pancreas puts insulin into the bloodstream to help regulate the, the blood sugar response like this is like a natural it's supposed to supposed to happen where we our blood sugar will spike and then it comes down this is this is how we've been designed well with a lot of the convenience foods a lot of the grab and goes the refined foods that are come in packages they're filled with um you know chemicals as well as seed oils and fake you know, sugars or a lot of sugar. So what's happening is the body is putting, you know, insulin into the body to lower the blood glucose, but then there's no response. The body's not really responding. So it's putting in more insulin, more insulin. The pancreas just keeps doing its job, doing its job. But then what happens is the body's not responding. So we're becoming insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. Insulin resistance is the onset of pre-diabetes, diabetes, on and on and on and on, right? Well, what's happened even just in this year, the AMA or the American Medical Association is acknowledging that heart disease, which is the number one killer, mm -hmm. that heart disease is now trailing insulin resistance. So when we can fix the insulin response, when we can bring it back down to how we were designed, and this is by changing the lifestyle, changing not only the mindset like you were talking about, but the consumption habits, not only like what are we consuming food wise, but what are we consuming when we're scrolling and we're, you know, on the screens, like what are we consuming gossip and negativity? Are we consuming healthy habits or is it just causing more stress? and and yeah. breakdown so then that insulin resistance is the metabolic dysfunction i was talking about and so we you know the how-to is to to change that up and to regain our insulin sensitivity and people are having you know just by that effort alone all sorts of other things are being being handled oh. all sorts of other inflammations and aches and pains and weight clarity all of the things so bringing a focus to our insulin, you know, is, is a big deal. And when I first got into, when I first brought, you know, my story to health coaching and was working with people one-on-one, -on -one, 
you know, my, my needs around like being in ketosis to keep my brain from seizing is like one need, but really helping people, you know, with weight loss or hormones and, you know, control, um, and all sorts of other diseases, helping get the insulin into control is it's like so much, um, symptoms are being alleviated. And that is, that's what I love about this work. If you're curious where you can find great quality bone broth, look no further than Al Venice. This is a holistic wellness center that stands for One Whole Life that specializes in bone broth elixirs. So they take bone broth and infuse all types of medicinal herbs for extra added healing benefits. They have flavors like chicken bone broth elixir, turkey, bison, beef, and even for the vegetarians and vegans, a vegan mineral broth elixir, which is infused with apple cider vinegar, mushrooms, and sea vegetables. All their products are certified organic, grass-fed, and grass-finished and sourced locally. So get your bone broth elixirs today at alvenice.com using code heavenlyhealth10. So basically getting your insulin sensitivity back from a place of resistance is basically feeding all the birds from one feeder, (laughs) which I love that perspective of health because we tend to segment health. Like I'm focusing on my gut health this year, then my hormone health, then my metabolic health, (laughs) and then My nutritional, and they do that with the physical body as well, even with working out. It's leg day today, but everything is so interconnected, you know? We can do all things if we see things as that oneness, bringing it back to the center, all systems connect. So it's all, it's all yoga, Avon. I try, I just think it all comes back to it. It's all yoga <laughs> because yoga means union. union. Yeah. So huge union. It's all, yes, mm-hmm. all one. So that's why I really wanted to bring you on to explain the metabolic and then the insulin um, 101 as well, because I don't know if a lot of people even know that insulin is a hormone. It's just kind of a word that people hear in the health space, but we truly don't understand what it means, you know? Even glucose, a lot of people don't really realize what that even means. Yeah, so glucose, um, glucose is is a is an energy that the body uses, but too much glucose creates a a um, a high blood glucose number, and so that gets tested, like when we get our blood tested, right? Mm-hmm. And so insulin is the hormone that the pancreas inputs into the blood to help balance the the glucose response from whatever we're eating. But with a lot of these like unnatural foods, the rancid seed oils like canola oil and sunflower oil and, you know, just the the soybean oils and such, those two are hardening our arteries and, and causing all sorts of dysfunction in the body. And then so the pancreas keeps putting this hormone into the body to, to attempt to balance it. Mm. And it's not responding. So then it just keeps putting more and more. And then, which is, which increases inflammation. And it draws me back to what are you, I heard you saying, we're either preventing or we're provoking. What we're eating is either supporting ourselves for fuel or it's adding to inflammation. It's Mm -hmm. one or the other. Exactly. A call to action for getting the metabolic health and the insulin sensitivity back in alignment would be focusing on blood sugar balance and what is a way to do that. Some people use Uh, monitors on their arm. Some people uh, do it through food. 
What is your takeaway with how you get your clients to get their blood sugar in balance? Oh, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm really enjoying the insights that are coming from these CGM um, monitors, the continuous glucose monitors, because when I, you know, first was learning about getting, you know, a low carb lifestyle for my brain health, um, I was doing it the old school way, pick, um, pricking my finger to just study like, oh, okay, I just ate you know, I ate a salad, you know, and it's an hour later, how did, how is my blood sugar responding? What's the insulin response? Mm -hmm. And, you know, which is cool, but with these CGMs, you can put it on your arm for a two week, you know, experience. And then you can test, you can take your phone to it and it, it's showing, you know, 24 hours a day. And so what we're finding is even how like hit trainings or like really intense, um, workouts are actually causing more stress to the body, more inflammation as well, more inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Oh, not only like, what are we eating, but how are we, how are we being, how are we going throughout our day? So yes, like understanding, um, glucose response or insulin response, they're synonymous. And, you know, the, if you can get a CGM, you've got to ask your doctor for it. You still got, you know, have to get a script, but more and more they're becoming more available and they're so insightful. And what I want to like slow down here with you, Yvonne, is around, you know, it's one thing to get the data. It's one thing to learn it. But like just yesterday, I was working with a client and she was on her second round of of the um of the sticker the, the cgm and the first one she was so excited she was learning so much oh when i eat the 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 low-fat yogurt in the morning it was like a really high spike in my blood sugar maybe i shouldn't eat that and she was so excited by it right well <laughs> here we are a month later and she's a little upset i just you know i was out at a social event and they had this spread of food and I just had a little bit of the sandwich and I just had a little bit of the salad and it's just food. It's just food. Well, her, her blood glucose spiked really high and she was upset about it because yeah, there's like an emotional component. What do you mean? I've got to like, you know, maybe get some of this and not some of like the idea of like eating small or just a little bit, it was just a little bit of bread. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it didn't help so much. So what she did do, though, is she went for a walk immediately. She went for a walk and it helped to bring her blood sugar down. So there are things that we can do to help return our blood sugar to normal because that's what we're wanting. If there's a spike, we want it to come down slowly. But also having discernment, creating creating a muscle of understanding low carbohydrate choices and so that you can like yeah, live, live consistently in, in an energetic fueling st space as opposed to like the chronic up and down. Um, it, it, the, the cells get confused too and then the body will just stay inflamed because it's trying to protect itself. So when we can go low carb, find a version that works for you, you know, and stay consistent with it for three weeks, 21 days, so the body adjusts and then the inflammation drops off and then we're able to come from a place of like, all right, like I feel good when I eat this. With that said, I want to jump in real quick and just give you guys some extra resources on what healthy carbohydrates are and what Tara means by low carb choices. So we have complex carbs and then we have simple carbs. Simple carbs could be like bread, uh, pasta, chips, anything processed, just you know, like a morning bagel, things like that. 
or you can have a complex carb which is full of fiber and really just extra added nutrients to help satiate you throughout the day and give you extra added energy and it doesn't spike your blood sugar at the same time so major bonus I'll give you a list of a couple of carbohydrates that you might not think about when you think of the word carb. So carbs can be fruit, berries, apples, applesauce, blackberries, blueberries, cantaloupe, cherries, figs, and then whole grains like millet, buckwheat, brown rice, spelt, sorghum, quinoa. And then you also even have legumes are carbs. So that'd be adzuki beans, black beans, bean pasta, hummus, kidney beans, mung beans, lima beans, you name it. And then you have starchy vegetables. So those are also carbohydrates, but they are so fibrous and so nourishing, like acorn squash, butternut squash, corn, peas, parsnips, plantains, the list goes on. Even taro, yam, pumpkin, sweet potato. So when we hear the words low carb, I just want people to know you have so many options of carbohydrates that are outside of the prepackaged food you can find at the grocery store. These carbohydrates come more from the fresh produce section and can really jazz up your lifestyle in terms of nutrition and really giving you more of a complex variety of food options rather than lack thereof. Also, I want to give you a great resource. Tara mentioned the CGM monitor. That stands for Continuous Glucose Monitor. There is a really great brand I found called NutriSense. We love the ability to use wearable health technologies in this new digital age that can just help us show more information about our body, how we react to food, and how to give us accountability towards our daily habits. So I am not partnered with NutriSense. I have yet to try it myself, but I do know a few health coaches that are working with CGM monitors, and I have seen a lot of client success stories where clients are able to understand what makes their bodies tick and what they need to implement and do to balance their glucose levels so they can improve their insulin sensitivity and improve their food choices and therefore improve their life and create more longevity and avoid chronic illness long term. So this type of technology, I feel like it's very, very beneficial. So check out NutriSense. You can head over to their website. I believe they pair you with a dietitian, and it's very specific to your needs and they hook you up with the monitor, they send it to your home, and then you can even sign up to have a membership of like coaching and check-ins and things like that for long-term health goals. So check it out. I'm currently working on setting up a discount code for you guys, but as this podcast episode is airing, I don't have the discount code ready through NutriSense. So in the future, it probably will be Heavenly Health 10, or you can just use my name or give them Heavenly Health and see if that discount code works, but I'll update the show notes once I have that ready for you. And let's get back to the episode. Tara's going to talk to us about how to help women after the ages of 20, between 20 and 40, I feel like we have a lot of clients between those age brackets, but we have a lot of clients 40 and above, but not enough content in the media in general about these age ranges. So I wanted to check in with Tara because she talks to that demographic a lot and can really help give us some extra insight. So let's see what she says. What can you tell us about metabolic health for women 40 and up? Because there's a lot of clients who are in perimenopause that I deal with and I don't have that experiential knowledge just yet but I know that you totally do and you can help a lot of our clients by sharing whatever you have for that demographic we'd love to hear it absolutely and so you know much of what we have been talking about is really tuning in to our body's communications you know what what has happened from when we were a baby and we were totally 
tuned in, tapped in, turned on. And then as we've grown and, you know, just doing so much, especially women in their 40s, like very um, patterned in the ways of like doing everything for everybody. Oh, I'm just trying to get through. I'm just trying to get through. And it's interesting that you brought that up because languaging, how we speak to ourselves, how we speak out loud, it really impacts everything, right? And so two two words or two two phrases that I remind clients um, definitely is around like that term trying. When I hear when when we hear ourselves use the word trying, it's a victim mindset word. Oh, I'm just trying real hard. I'm just trying. You know, is that we're not coming from an empowered place with that. Same thing with like, oh, just trying to get through them, just getting through the day getting through this project, getting through, getting through. It's, it's a very like victim space to be in. Right. right. So that's one thing with the, with the women over 40, you know, women in, in their forties are, are just very patterned and like, this is how it's been. This is what I've got to be. Like, sometimes there's like some um, heavy weight of like having to carry the emotions from families and business and all of the things. Right. So um, that's one thing is like tuning in to like, how are we being, and then secondly, because it's true, like, you know, what I was in my like right wing, I call myself a vegan in recovery, my right wing vegan days in my like early 30s, I could get away with some stuff. Whereas like later on that like chronic stress, the chronic overwhelm, the like grab and go, like, you know, insulin resistance, it catches up. And, and so in our 40s, it's like, you can't, you can't deny it. You can't, you can't, you know, what worked when we were 20 and 30, it's not, it's, it's, it's things are different. So <laughs> it's like, we owe it to ourselves to increase the self-compassion and the self-understanding. And I, I say all of that to come to, I'd love to share too. I have this gorgeous handout that if anybody would like it, they could just email me aloha at the metabolic and I will get you this handout. And it's it's a moon calendar and it shows the days of our cycle and you know how that equates to the different seasons of our monthly cycle. So our inner our inner spring and our inner summer is very um, you know, it's like outward. We're like outward. We want to engage, be social, start projects. You know, it's, very, it's much more extroverted. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots more energy. It's also easier. Our, our bodies are in, um, they repair much more quickly. Yeah. Those first um, two seasons, that first half of our cycle, you know, so so we have less cravings. It's easier to stay on our diet kind of thing or our, like our, our reset protocol. So this is where I, I suggest to people, this is a good time to do the owl reset is during those first 10 days, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas when we switch into ovulating and still women in their forties, it's like our, our, our cycles are starting to change. And so all the more reason to tune in and study, like, what is our, how do our cravings change? What is our body really needing? Like, oh, I'm just wanting wine and chocolate. Okay. Okay. You know, we might be needing some more carbohydrates. How about we have a sweet potato? (laughs) How about we have a yam? You know, let's not like, like the all or nothing. Let's, you know, and that's where like intermittent fasting or fasting is different too in different seasons of our cycle. So helping women to tune into that so that there's, 
you know, there's days where it's natural we have more cravings. So feed the body, feed the body more fats, feed the body healthy carbs so that we, we can be um, building the more progesterone hormone so the, so the body's supported in its natural cycles. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the inner autumn and inner winter you know, we're naps are more important, you know, it's less outward energy, and it's more going inward energy. And so giving ourselves permission to schedule our lives around that as best as we can. And and like you said, find the gaps, find those spaces, because it may not be as like, ideal as we want it, but we can still shift how we are to ourselves, especially with how we're talking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Love that. Thank you. I can't wait to download this beautiful Mm -hmm. visual. Thanks for sharing that with us. So autumn is the luteal phase and is winter the menstruation phase? Correct. Right. Correct. Awesome. And then she was mentioning for the listeners, the spring and summer is follicular phase. So that's the first half of our cycle. So we love talking about that here on our podcast Mm -hmm. because it's very much in line with heavenly health. That's your God-given right to health is being in balance, alignment, and in tune with nature and your own biological rhythms because we are nature. And yeah. you know the macro affects the micro. So that's a really great connection you just made. And mm-hmm. for being metabolically fit in your 40s, it sounds like you're saying one of the biggest factors is this self-talk. And I just wanted to connect that with yoga as well these types of phrases that we're talking about, the way we talk about life, we think about ourselves, those are mantras, those are affirmations, and you are either affirming something that's thriving and abundant about your life, or you're affirming something that's fear-based, negative, and in lack. And so, if you can just shift from lack to abundance, just that mentality shift changes lives. Literally every facet of your life changes once you can change that wiring in your brain from lack to abundance. And we'll have some episodes on that soon too. So it's super beautiful that you say that because especially in our forties, you know, there's, there's, um, there's this concern or worry that, you know, things are shifting for us and, and they are. And so as things, you know, slow down in some ways, it doesn't mean like, oh, we're aging and it's, it's awful. It's like, actually we're, we're growing more um, comfortable in our skin. That's a big difference. The forties versus the thirties and the twenties. And I remember people saying that to me, oh, when you get later in your thirties, there's just like a more confidence. And I was like, no, 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 I've got this figured out, (laughs) but it's true. There's like this, this awareness in the forties and this comfort. And it's definitely a time for like to be self ish. And I say that selfish with a hyphen. So like, you know, being selfish is looked down on and in modern society is like, it's, um, you know, just like so focused on self. However, you know, as women doing these incredible service heart-based businesses, tending to our families, our communities and more, who are we to show up when we're like operating from burnout? You know, like how might we be selfish so that we can be of service to all that we've signed up for, to all that we're able to see and into it. It's really tuning in, self-connecting, finding our way. And it's it's different than the patriarchal, like it has to be this way, this way, this way. Like it's, it's just a new time. So 
when we're in our 40s and beyond, like life is just getting juicier and we're getting more in tune with possibilities of the creative power of the feminine, which is what I was hearing you saying and I feel excited about. So thank you so much. And exercise, exercise is even more important. We can't get stagnant in our 40s and and moving naturally. So what you were saying earlier about like, oh, it has to be this kind of intermittent fasting every day and I've got to do this hit training and that actually, no, that's causing more stress. Like how might we move naturally? And that means like getting out into the earth early in the morning, getting sunlight onto the eyes, lifting heavy things, walking after our meals, dancing and playing, like just invigorating life as it moves through us. Incorporating more pleasure and play with our movement, for sure. Yeah. I think changing the, the way we perceive our fitness practices too changes yeah. our mindset a lot. Because if you're in that rigid, kind of masculine, aggressive space, mm-hmm. it's very, um, ooh, it's just, it's constrictive. And for, yeah. at least for a female body, we need to be in a flowing, energetic space. And I know from personal experience, I was definitely a CrossFitter and a, hit person Mm -hmm. and a weightlifter very in a male space and i was very in my masculine for so long and i finally feel like in the last two years i've really come into this like divine feminine journey with changing that Mm -hmm. mindset about how i treat my physical body and reconnecting to my yoga practice which has brought me more into flow i'm really just like moving my body in dynamic ways rather than you know just in these <laughs> you know how it is in in gyms ah, it's like very you good know. for you i'm so grateful to hear that story yeah it's been magical for sure so mm-hmm. i always like to say to my clients in these discovery calls i can hear the way that they're perceiving physical fitness and if we can try to unlock a little bit of the perception of how to have that health physical weight management and things. It doesn't have to look like constantly training in the gym. It can look like playing tennis with your loved ones. You know, it can Mm -hmm. look like long walks. It can Mm -hmm. be just so fun and playful. And so that, I believe that's a great version of heavenly health is remembering joy that, you know, that God-given right to thrive. And you, sometimes we don't feel like we're thriving in like a gym space, but we do feel like we're thriving playing volleyball on the beach. So very different it's all that's all fitness you know so what would you say is your main takeaway through your experience as a tip for people to create their own version of heavenly health um thank you for asking Mm -hmm. and in this moment i'm i'm feeling so connected to what you're saying is like our divine right to have health and and i i too feel connected to It's our birthright to feel good. It's our birthright to feel good in our bodies while we're living on this planet. And it's up to us to tune in to the inner wisdom because as we're connected to our guts, to our, our, which is where it's our, it's our intuitive center. When we're connected to our core, it's our guide. It's our compass for life, for any situation. And so what we can do to slow down and ask ourselves, you know, so to be metabolically fit also includes metabolic flexibility so that there isn't the rigidity, right? It has to only be this way. Like that just doesn't, doesn't work. There are reasons and protocols. For instance, the owl cleanse, you know, this is what we're going to do for the next four days or for the next eight days. There's 
there's purpose to that. And it's, you know, there's, there's flow in life. So finding, finding the connection, connecting to self is the best thing that we can do. And it absolutely matters how we fuel ourselves, what we're consuming and how we're thinking and talking to ourselves. Why don't you let us know, Tara, anything else that you want to share with the world, products, services, coaching, events, any way we can connect with you? Oh, thank you so much. Yvonne, I've really had a great time here with you today. And so I'd love to just share that, you know, that we, we do have a possibility to, you know, make a change and it, it can start today. It can start today. And I want to invite people, you know, if you're listening to this and you'd like to reach out, I'd be happy to gift a conversation and see like what's going on in your life. How might you make some tweaks and, and, and possibilities around having a, a powerful conversation and service to your very best health. I'd be happy to offer that to the listeners. Speaking of coaching, consider a tropical reset to receive five nights at an earthing retreat in Hawaii, a four day owl reset, healing sessions and nature excursions. Apply for your Tropical Reset Retreat at TheMetabolicTherapist.com. Gosh, I love it. This is so exciting. Thanks for letting us know all the exciting things you have prepared for in the future and things that you're offering now. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for spreading my word. I really thoroughly loved our chat. I loved we kept tying it back to yoga. One of my favorite parts of life. So, so, so great to have you. And hopefully we can talk again real soon. I look forward to it, Yvonne. Ahoy ho. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Until next time, stay tuned and make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. Until next time, continue to create your own version of Heavenly Health.